0: Hello and welcome to Ias Gablan, a bi weekly podcast from four Latinx daughters. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) I was going to let Maria record the intro and then I just hit record. My bad.
1: (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Welcome, welcome,
0: welcome. Um, This is Ias Gablan. We're a podcast, Um, and normally there's three of us. Uh, Lenny's not here today, but I am Brianna. I'm Maria Jose, and
1: and together we make the little chisme squad. Right now we're missing one. I know we already said that, but like it's okay we're still here um if you are listening to this episode i hope that y'all send lenny a lot of love um y'all always should be sending us a lot of love not that i'm being conceited but y'all should always sending us good vibes just saying no hater vibes over here um but especially to lenny lenny we love you we're missing you on this episode um but yeah we're not i'm not listen yeah i'm like we're not gonna be like this is why she's not here just know that she's 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 not here that's all you need. <laughs> we
0: if you're listening to this, this is a week late. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, to be honest, we've been doing a lot better this season. Than yes, we have. Um last season was really rough for us as far as like staying on track. But um life was lifing. I got a little sick last week and I just was not uh,
1: up for recording, so this is why this is a little yeah. Uh, late. Yeah, and I go to school full time, and I have. Um, I feel like this is a season in my life where it seems like, like on paper, everything's good, but then when I go to therapy, shit like crashes and burns <laughs> Not that that's funny, but like, ha ha ha! I have to deal with this <laughs> <it> somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I can sort of relate to that
0: it, it was just also like a really good like really shitty timing on part of life but like it was just good that we took a break my sister and her friend ended up getting in a car accident last week what? and so all weekend we were like they're fine they're totally okay, okay 100% okay but all weekend we're you know as we spent most of the friday afternoon in the hospital made because the car was totaled
1: oh shit yeah
0: so we spent most of friday afternoon like I took them to the hospital and checked them get them to get them checked out to make sure everything was like cool. and then it was just obviously like a really stressful time for my sister and her friends, so I just kind of like hung out with them and made sure that they were feeling like I don't know loved, appreciated, supported um so it was it was a good weekend respectfully that I did not need to spend um editing so that's fair it, it, it everything happens for a reason type thing i hate Very that saying true. but fuck it do be it 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 it, works. it is true though it, it, be it, happening.
1: it... <laughs> it do be happening <laughs> like I hate. um i feel like that there's also like a sense of trust with that like things happen for a reason like you're trusting that whatever right? being that you believe in is putting things in your life for a certain seat like a reason and i got a lot like I don't know if I've told you or Lenny or any of y'all that, like, I started to become to try to stick to, like, rituals. So, like, at the beginning of every month, like, I create, like, a collage of all the shit that I've collected throughout the month, and I write all the good things that happened in the month. That's adorable. Um, And then I, after that, I do, like, my monthly reading with, like, my new deck. And so, like for I know that we're almost in April so I should have said this before but like for my reading in March that came up a lot like the fact that like I need to trust that like my ancestors are taking care of me and that they're putting in my life what I need within this season um, I think I just saw lightning outside of my window. Okay, you um. know, I was, you know, <laughs> I was also kind
0: of like prepping my drink in my kitchen right now, and I'm don't be like me, but I'm the type of person all windows open okay. all the time. Um, not open, open, but blinds open. Yeah. and I was like, it feels like it's gonna rain. Like it didn't exactly I hear feel thundering. that was thunder. I heard that.
1: <laughs> um. Um I, I guess mean, my ancestors said shut the fuck up bitch and keep it moving. God damn. <laughs> Sit <tea> like fuck. <laughs> but that came like this idea of like trusting that things happen for a reason. I'm not a very trusting person. Oh, well, me neither. Um like I I don't I'm like I like things I like to plan things. I like I, things I, to the be the the only a certain per- way re- I hate saying it, but like the
0: only thing I can fully <laughs> entrust, right? Or make sure that things will, will or will not happen
1: is like me. So, exactly. so be like, <laughs> And like my therapist says that it's because like I don't know how to give up control. Oops, and, um
0: <laughs> I'm like oh our therapists must be friends. Um <laughs>
1: probably. <laughs> But I don't know, like, I like to have control. And when I don't have control, I have anxiety and stress same. and ness- a life crisis. <laughs> are we the same?
0: We are the same. Oh,
1: um, and yes. so for, for my reading... Like, I, a lot of my queer ancestors came up this month, and a lot of my queer ancestors were just like, you need to embrace fluidity. They basically, both of them were just like, you need to embrace the teachings of water and understand that things are always changing and then things are that. always flowing. And then I told my therapist, I mean, uh, Michaela, if you're listening, I know I've been making you laugh during our therapy session. So that brings me joy. But I told my therapist, I was just like, you'd think that as a fucking water sign, I'd understand the fucking teachings of fucking water. But I really don't because I, it came up twice and I was like, well, goddamn, like, I really need to apparently sit down and listen to some damn water because like, I hate the idea that things are always changing. I like things to stay the same. And fluidity, what? Like, I like rigidity. Like, I like things to have order, to be known, to be consistent. Um. So it's been a bitch sh- trying to learn and really embrace this idea of fluidity and change. Especially because, like, I don't know if the listeners know. I feel like I've, I've said this. And I feel like I don't want to sound like a broken record telling y'all about my life. Um, but I'm going to be moving to New Jersey over the summer. So, that in itself is a whole lot of shit. Um,
0: and grass. i New Jersey. Me. I
1: mean, see, the only thing I know about New Jersey is the Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> Can we go? Yes that's on my first first um like to do like i have to go to the jersey shore i have to understand where these bitches was living what the shore the sh- the shore store um i watch that that's one of my not even my guilty pleasures i like the jersey shore i i watch that shit religiously um but that's the only thing i know about jersey that's the only thing guidos and jersey shore that's it I, I was gonna
0: pretend I mean. like i knew something <laughs> but i don't think i know i think the um i think fetty Wop might be from jersey or jersey shore might be from new jersey but that is about <laughs> all i know
1: new jersey should just change its name to, to jersey shore, jersey shore. <laughs> yes i agree I very much agree. I didn't know that. I didn't know if Eddie Walker He friend. is. I was correct. He is oh, shit! New Jersey.
0: There was a time in my life where I talked to someone from New Jersey and like I don't know, they were really in they were also a DJ.
1: Oh and wow. So like they
0: knew like all the yeah. Like Poly like, D. Yeah, except like not that good and not Okay, like <laughs> confession. <laughs> I I think Poly D is hot um it's something about the hair throws it off a little bit he also has a lot of
1: confidence he
0: yeah and he's funny he's so funny like he and a girl just likes that so um
1: (laughs) confidence and humor you heard it here that's the the formula to attractiveness
0: (laughs) um if you haven't guessed it we have no formal agenda for today so we're just taking it as it comes we're being fluid Um, Yes. Embracing
1: the teachings of water. Listen. We're just here.
0: Speaking of like (laughs) teachings and rituals, I feel like we haven't talked about this in like a long, long, long while. And you know, sometimes some things change. And um, right now, what are your spiritual affiliations?
1: Ah, I have actually been grappling with... (laughs) Not that this is a therapy session, but... I've been grappling with that a lot, like, um, a few weeks ago, maybe, like, two weeks ago, um, yeah, like, near the beginning of March, like, the second weekend of March, um, I went to this, like, um, I I was at a vendor event with Mi Barrio, it's an organization in Dallas, And they had like, um, like Aztec dancers there. And so before it was, it was really nice. Um, Every time like Aztec dancers appear in my life, it like my soul is filled in a different way. Like it's not even my cup being filled. Like something about like my, my, like my spirit is just like has so much sense of like fulfillment and peace And so a lot of, like, before they started dancing, I was already set up, it was already open for people to come through, and a lot of the dancers, which I didn't know at the time, came to my booth, and, like, we were talking, and I was just like, oh, my God, they were like, oh, we relate to a lot of your things, and I was like, thank you, like, I really appreciate feedback, Um, so, you know, like, ended there they were like we want to follow you on instagram i was like hey look at the support and then i'm like running because i'm just like my parents were also selling so i was like watch my shit and so i could go see the dancers because that's what i was excited about right and i was like watch my shit i'm gonna go see the dancers and they were all there and so like one of them Um, she was just like, oh my gosh, like you came to see us. And then she wasn't dancing, but she was gonna, they were gonna be part of a Mexica New Year celebration at White Rock the next day. Um, So Mexica New Year is sort of like, for those of you that don't know, it happens in early March, it's sort of when um, people from indigenous, um, that were indigenous to like Central South America would welcome the new year, right? Uh, Mexica, so the Aztec, Mayans, a lot of those indigenous groups, right? um so she we were talking and I was just like yeah you know this is a really like every time I come here like there's a I'm drawn to this in a different way um and when they started like playing the drums and stuff like my dad started like low-key dancing with them and I was and I told her I was just like you know like this is one of the things that I hate about migration that so much shit was lost like if I would have my parents would have stayed in Mexico I would have been a dancer too. Like my dad would have taught me, like since I was young. Like the the dress that they called where I'm from, they're called nawiyas. So I would have had my nawiyas as soon as I started walking, right? So I was like, I coming here it makes me feel sad, but then also joyful in like very weird ways because like this is something that my dad did, and my dad didn't get to pass that down to me because they came to this country. And so she was telling me, she's just like, well, why don't you join? And I was just like, are y'all taking people? And she's just like, girl, like, this is your heritage. Like, why would we ever deny you this when this is a part of who you are and who you will always be? Uh. And so I was just like, I was like, God damn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But then I also was just like, you know, like, I'm leaving. And she's just like, well, whenever you're ready to come back, like, we'll always be here. And so I was just like, well, shit, like, and she's like, come out. I didn't end up going to the Mexica thing, to the Mexica New Year thing, because I was just exhausted. But that moment was one of the, like, my highlights of the month, because I was just like, like, when I think about religion, of course, like, Catholicism is the way that I was raised. But when I thought about that moment... Like, they were, like, saluting the different regions, like, the north, south, east, west. Like, every dance has, like, a different significance. And I started looking up, like, different things. Because, like, one of the girls was holding an olin. So, an olin is, like, an Aztec symbol for change and transformation. And the olin is, like, um, a symbol that always draws to me. Because, you know, I don't know what the fuck change and transformation is. Because I like to stay (laughs) the fucking same. And so she came back around to my booth and I was just like, oh my gosh, like your Olean is really beautiful. And she's like, that's my Tonali. And I was like, what the fuck is a Tonali? And so the way that we're assigned sort of a symbol or like a sign, like you're a cancer, right? If you look up like your Tonali, you get you get a sign based on where you fall in the like the asset calendar. So my tonali is a deer um which has to do with like the deer is always somebody that's being hunted um so there's a lot that comes with like you like to sacrifice a lot for people like you're also like a leader right there's different things that are associated with your tonali so I started looking into like Aztec religiousness or like indigenous like real, like tradition I guess not religion but like I started reflecting on that a lot but then I started to get overwhelmed um but I think that like spiritually, that's where I'm trying to find. I'm currently trying to find like spiritual connection um, because for a while, I feel that like, <clears throat> ooh, let me get getting emotional. I stopped believing, um, especially like last year, like in May, like at the end of May, like I lost four family members to a really tragic accident. And that was really traumatic, Um, like not only like how sudden it happened, like these were my godparents, but then also the fact of like how gruesome like their death was, Um, like literally the, the belongings that came out of the taxi that they were in, like had remnants of like pieces of their bodies, like skin and things like that. So it was just like so traumatic on so many like different levels that I was just like, why would a god ever do this right mm-hmm. i was just like i don't understand and when i went to church the po- the the pope not the pope <laughs> not the, the pope at the church <laughs> 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 not that's not what i meant to say. the the father the father whatever the fuck his name is he was just like oh this is really special cuz also like my little cousin he was like 7 or 8 years old and he was also in this taxi <clears throat> so i was just like i don't understand why like a god would have to take a child like I just don't understand like he was seven he had his entire life to live and my cousin my cousin Diana like her entire family just died within like the blink of an eye like her parents and her only sister and her oldest son um so I I stopped believing I was just like the padre was just like this is such a beautiful time like Jesus which that's the name of my little cousin like Jesus basically went up to God and was just like hey like I have my family with him with me. Like you need to let us all into heaven. So the padre was just like you know, like uh, Jesúsito, my little cousin. He's the reason that like my godparents and my cause my cousin made it to heaven without any question. And to me, I'm just like I don't understand though. Like I don't my. Either. Right, like, I'm like, my godparents are good people, like, Alejandra, my cousin in past, like, are good people, like, there's no reason why they wouldn't have still made it in, and it, like, it made me feel really angry the way that we were, I don't know, like, he was just like, it's still a good thing, and maybe, like, I was angry at the time, but I just didn't want to listen to it, and so I was just like, I just don't believe that if there is a god, that this was something that you would allow Um, so much grief and then of course like comes up ideas of like my mom is undocumented so she couldn't go say goodbye to her brother right and it's happened when her father passed when her mother passed right like this idea of like not being able to go and say goodbye because of fucking my like laws whatever um so I don't know like I was really just like, yeah, I don't believe in shit. But that has been really lonely. <laughs> like, not believing in anything was also, like, one, it was really hard. Two, it was just like, well, fuck. Like, I couldn't exist not believing in something. Yeah. Um, so I feel that, like, maybe this is a different answer than I've given before. Or maybe, like, more no, information that, that y'all wanted to know. But still figuring it out. But trying to figure out like this era of my life and i was talking to this with my best friend has been about reconnecting um yeah <laughs> yes somehow we're <laughs> we're trying it um but i just really want to feel reconnected with like the people that i come from um the lineages that i come from figuring out where i come from
0: um, no, so, that's that's yeah. fucking awesome. I think I can't remember what you had said previously too, but I think it was along the lines of like you were like dipping your toes into, mm. and so that's cool.
1: I like what about you? Thank you? Um,
0: it's interesting because religion also recently came up in my life, um, and I think for the first time, like this year, I've, like, actively said that I'm not Catholic. I think previously Mm -hmm. I would say, like, I don't know or I'm not sure. But, like, a couple weeks ago, the talk of um, my sister is going to get confirmed. She's about to start classes to get her confirmation done. If you're not Catholic, that is basically where you just – profess to god and witnesses that you are choosing yourself to be
1: catholic yeah like um, it's your oath to catholicism like it's your pledge of allegiance to yes. the yes. <laughs> <laughs> your pledge not of to allegiance. make a mock out of it but i have all my sacraments so trauma is more out of trauma than anything <laughs> so um and it's because she's going to be a
0: madrina to one of our little cousins oh, and yeah. um Who's not born yet, by the way. Um. <laughs> and um, so it's come up a lot like, oh Rihanna, like are you are you gonna do it with her? Like, are you are you gonna get confirmed as well? And I'm like, well, no, because I'm not Catholic. And so that's like a shock to everyone, especially when you like grew up in your church and my parents are pretty. Yeah. My parents, I'm I'm not exaggerating, have about like 22 I had those okay my parents are like the yeah. golden <laughs> god <parents>. and so <laughs> it's kind of weird I guess for people to be like oh that one's not catholic and I'm like <laughs> no and then and then what comes right after is like oh well like are you do you belong to a different church well what do you believe in and like the answer is like I don't know like I'm still figuring it out. I don't really feel pressured. I feel like when I first came out, came out, <laughs> when I first was saying that I didn't really identify with Catholicism anymore, I was, like, so, like, um, dead set on, like, finding a church, like, uh, oh, okay, well, if I'm not Catholic, then I must be, like, um, non-denominational Christian or something like that, right? and i felt so pressured to find a church and then i just stopped caring i feel like i was being pressured by like my mom to find a church or i thought that like finding a church would help um my anxiety my depression Uh, at the time that i was like finally like no i'm not catholic anymore i was also going through like a breakup so i thought it would like fix that like mend my fucking broken heart or something
1: uh, um
0: and well guess what i did all of that without it um if you are not to say that like you know if you if you are religious like that i'm like shitting on your religion or anything it's just like i just don't find it fulfilling for- right now and i don't know if that's gonna change i don't know if you were to ask me like do you believe in god right now i feel like the answer is yes but not in the way that catholics believe in their god for Mm. sure i don't not sure if it's like even like a christian god i just i believe in something i believe in that higher power i just don't know what that is right now or who that that's is fun. or well, I mean, and I, to me like I feel so completely content right now with not defining it because I just not where I'm at in my life right now um yeah
1: that's me right now yeah I feel them like that's a really big like, it's a, I don't know, I feel that, like, always having to be dead set in beliefs oh. is not realistic with the people that we are. Like, we're yeah. always changing. We're always, things are always happening in our lives that are going to shift the way that we look at the world. So, like, you can't always hold me to always being the same. Um, Because I, I, my Unless parents. Unless you're Catholic,
0: also, then
1: you'll always be Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you know how people are just like, yeah, you can never get rid of Catholic guilt. And that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> I still got a ton of that. We got, oh.
0: Our, man. We got to the root of my anxieties the other day and in... we got to the root of my anxieties. Well, I'm calling it the root um, of my anxieties in therapy the other day and let me just say that it, it 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 was definitely from the church
1: (laughs) and it's wild like it's a joke but it's real like that catholic girl be eating you up be consuming you and i feel that like that was one of the first places where i was just like i don't know if i'm feeling this religion thing um because i'm just like what the fuck and also like of course like my relationship with god has always been well not always um has been especially weird once i started to have you know my own thoughts and my own reflections Mm -hmm. because of like the the views that the catholic church has on like homosexuality right as a homosexual um like that in itself was just like i don't understand how it is that like the like families will shun like queer family members um, from their lives, but allow like pedophiles, pedophiles. to mm-hmm. still be part of the family. Like I never understood that. And that's one of the, one of the first times that I was just like, yeah, like I really started questioning the idea of church and religion and things like that. Because I like, growing up, like I would go to church every Sunday like I was up in that church and even like now, yeah. like when we, we, my family, like they put the baby Jesus to sleep and they wake his ass up. They haven't woken him up this year. So I guess that bitch <laughs> going to stay asleep until <gasps>
0: next December. And they like, wake his ass up.
1: <laughs> wake ass he, up. He's oh still God, asleep over there. Like... But when they're singing and praying, like, I know all the prayers, like, even if I wanted to forget them, them bitches is so ingrained in my brain. The songs I'm like clapping, hemming, humming to them. So I'm just like, even if I wanted to, like, I couldn't get, I can't get rid of that right. aspect of the way that I was raised. Um, But I question a lot. And even like, I feel that it's had like, an impact on the way that like, I have a relationship with my cousins so growing up like of course me and my sister are like six years apart but like I have a like cousins who are around my age and we grew up doing everything together and when I came out as gay one of my cousins was basically like oh we can fix it with the church and I was just like I was like homegirl like this is not I don't one I don't want you to fix me too it's not something that I, is fixable like this is who I am <laughs> yeah. um and that was like the first place that I can recall where religion was the reason that I started to separate from my cousins but even now like my cousin like the younger one of the group of us she like goes to church she's part of a youth group like um she had like her boo thing used to be part of the same youth group like she wanted to be a nun at a like a part of her life like they recently moved and this girl like sold all of her belongings because like this youth group like they're talking about the ways that like Um, in order for you to truly be close to God, like you need to get rid of all of your material ties to the world. So she sold her bed. She, the the last time I spoke, she was sleeping on the floor, not because of, she didn't have money, but because of choice. Right. So I was just like, Oh, that's kind of extreme. And then on the other side, my cousin, who's like, I'm, I'm six months older than her. Like she got married, she got married by the church, her and her husband go to like, a. A couples group from church. And so I'm just like our lives are just very, very, very different. And so I couldn't I think... tell you the last time I went to church. Me neither. Me neither. I don't know. Well, when my go- godparents passed away, I was forced to go to church. Um, but willingly. Oh never <laughs> To be honest, never. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> very true <laughs> yeah yeah what okay so this is i have a memory it popped into my brain okay uh, obviously but whatever it's not like it popped into my butt like that doesn't make sense but anyway um oh, cool. <laughs> so the church that was well we're catholic we, i grew up catholic right and so they have like youth retreats where like you would go off into the woods and like it was like have very sex. cold too <laughs> well I don't know who I wasn't shit I'm like I I didn't even know who was but like um it was also around the time where I had like discovered like masturbation Mm -hmm. um so one of the first sermons that these mind you also this was a really weird weekend because we had to go sleep in the woods but also I had the SAT test so I told my parents I was just like I care more about school than this fucking retreat but then like my aunt was like no like she has to go and my aunt is older than my mom so my mom was like yeah you have to go and I was like do you want me to go to college or not because if I don't go to take this (laughs) test I can't go to college and so my mom was like okay we'll just drive you back but the first sermon that I came back to was about masturbation and, like, the the father was just, like, every time you masturbate, like, God is angry. And I was like, I've been making that bitch real angry lately, cuz. He's mm, a real man. Hell yeah. But after that, like, every time I tried to, Jesus would pop, like, Jesus in his little, like, would pop into my brain. And I couldn't. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh, like. And it took me a while to, like, remove that Catholic guilt. Um, But for a while, I was just like, yeah, I shouldn't do this no more. Because Jesus is watching me. I have a friend who grew up very
0: Catholic as well. And she just recently started going to, like, different... Started looking at different churches and then realized Mm -hmm. that the church she was going to, she didn't really like the stuff they were practicing. so it felt very i'm speculating it felt very anti-gay homophobic mm. a little right and she didn't like oh. that so she stopped going um i'm like oh okay i love that for you but we were, recently i got into a, a conversation with their with them about how like they have a lot of catholic guilt about just having sex in general um and Maybe, how yeah. they feel unpure and dirty and they feel like they're sinning when well I, which i mean according to the bible you are sinning if you're not married and having sex right
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: or actually sex is for only procreation so if you're just having sex for the fun of it and you're married that's wrong too um and so that was just so like unbelievably wild to me because i i don't even cross my mind. But for- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> and but it's just so like I don't know. we I again, I don't wanna shit on your religion or like bust your religion, but like literally we're like brainwashed. Like it is so ingrained that you're thinking about jesus while you're having sex
1: yeah the most pleasurable
0: time in your fucking life or when you're masturbating like possibly the most pleasurable times in in your moment yeah and you're thinking about jesus and i'm just like whoa like mind blown like that's how like um what's a better word um trained you are yeah or they no, are. No, literally. So I'm just like, wow, that is so, like... It's a lot. I don't want to say sad because it definitely sounds like I'm judging, but, like...
1: Concerning. It. it yeah, like, that makes me... It, sad is a word, yeah? I feel like it is sad. Because I feel like, like my cousin that's married... Like, her and her now husband were living together for a while. And, like, in their bedroom, they had, like, the Jesus. Like, like literally oh above above their bed, they had she the was Jesus. was literally watching. Like, so it's not even just, like, figuratively you think this bitch watching. Like, he's actually looking down and watching you. Like, I I didn't understand. I'm just, like i would not what it wasn't even like a little picture of like jesus no it was the big jesus like in a oh, cross. jesus, jesus no it was jesus like a statue christ. like it was like a 3d jesus christ oh. on the cross and this bitch was big Man like was this silly. big so like, was like literally looking down yeah and so i was like Miles. i don't understand and like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like benito's barking i don't know if you can hear. because but- of the rain no, my I think my dad just got home. Oh, so insane. Benito goes like wild when my dad comes home. Um, but also this idea of always having Jesus everywhere. Like luckily my mom is not of that belief that like you need to have pictures of Jesus in as many iterations like up in your house. But, like, that's a thing where, like, you walk into every room and some people have a picture or a cross, either Jesus or a cross in every single room. And for a while, like, I like again, this is when I was a teenager and I found out that masturbation was a thing. I had, like, a Virgin Mary, like, in my room. And so I was just like, "Well, if Jesus ain't watching you, bitch. You watching me." So, I couldn't do it again. And so, I had to take it down cuz I was just like, I cannot. I cannot. I cannot do it. I and- cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So, I, I had to take her down cuz I could fe- I could feel her she was, watching she was me. Deadass watching. That's I was like, Look. traumatic. Yeah, and I never went to a to a youth retreat ever again in my life i was traumatized also these girls were just mean um Mm. i was always a chubby kid so like it would i was just like you want me to hike how long hell no like and it was it was just very culty um Never again in my life. And I feel that, like even now, I feel like I'm still unlearning some of the things that Catholicism taught me. Um, and it's a hard road to go. Like, I shouldn't have trauma related to faith and religion the way that I do. Um, and that was one right. kind of the... Isn't it,
0: isn't it weird to, like, ironic yeah. that I do feel a little, like, scarred? um or like i was saying like i think catholicism is the root of my anxiety let me let me unpack that a little bit so (laughs) my therapist and i were like she's like when was one of the first times like you ever remember feeling anxious and i was like what a dumb question like
1: you're like this is what i pay you for for this question
0: (laughs) you tell me i don't know like (laughs) What a dumb question. I love my therapist, so whatever. But I was like, what do you mean? I've been feeling like this has been forever. I've been yeah. an anxious little kid and I turned into an anxious adult because no one taught me how to fucking cope, okay? Facts. Or the adults around me didn't know really know how to cope either, mm-hmm. to be honest. Facts.
1: Big facts.
0: Um. So I've just always felt this way. And she's like, well, remember. And I was like, I don't know and we basically got to that like when i was a kid like i guess when they started teaching you about sins i was like first communion what grade are you in like first grade second grade yeah your first communion yeah so when they start teaching you about that like i would like keep track of my sins like in my head yes dude yes like today, I did this and I lie.
1: Oh, and you had a log,
0: on. bro. And it was a mental log. I didn't write that shit down or anything, but like, I would literally mentally like, and then I would pray, and I'd be like, you know, praying for forgiveness for like all this shit that I did today, and or the day before or the day after, and like, I just could could not. I felt so guilty about everything. Mm. And, um, it, it, it it was just wild. And then some of my therapists get into it and stuff. And she was like, well, what do you think those mean? Like, what did you think it meant? Like to, you know, to have been sinning. And I was like, like that I was like a bad person. And she was like, okay, so you like equate, you know, the bad things you do. And she's like, well, and then she was like, well, do you think you're a bad person? It was like, of all the sins you've all done, like, throughout your 28 years of life, do you think you're a bad person? Like, realistically. And she was like, if someone came and told you every sin that, you know, if someone else came and told you every sin that they have done and it was the same as yours, like, would you think they're a bad person if they were just like, and I was like, no. And it was just kind of this breakthrough that, like, I don't know. I'm not a bad person, but that's where all of my anxiety
1: stems from. Yeah, I feel that, like, similarly, like, there was a sermon that I sat through in church that the priest was just like, Yeah, like, of course, talking about sin, but he was just like, Think about sin in the afterlife, and that, like, once you're dead, like, you and God will sit in a room and watch back the movie of your life. That shit stuck with me. I'm just like, Dang. And that's why, like, when I would do things that were sinful, like, I don't know why masturbation is what's on my mind. I guess because we talked about porn last time. Right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> But every time I thought about that, I was like, I'm going to, like... Not even the thought that it was bad, but the thought of the uncomfortability of sitting with this man and having to tell someone yeah and then watching like I
0: watch back
1: like the side <laughs> eye, like
0: uh, skip you know Sorry. that moment where like you're that's watching yeah, yeah
1: you're watching a show <laughs> and like the sex scene comes on and your parents are in the room and you're just like do I skip would like I don't know <laughs> is that something maybe it's just awkward for me maybe that's more no, trauma for no, me it's, it's awkward for but me but then too. you're like oh like try and to I avoid just, sex scenes that came that would come up for me because I'm just like oh it's not necessarily that I'm a bad person but I don't want to have an awkward encounter and I feel that like for me that's why I like it was hard for me to have relationships with people because I'm just like I always thought that people were judging me the way that God would judge or is said to judge you um so like growing up like i struggled making friends because i thought that they would they would be in that same way of judgment cuz when when i was growing up like jo- god was presented as somebody who was like to punish you for things you did and was always fucking judging you and watching you and i was just like well fuck i don't want to be judged by people um yeah but there's a lot of yeah I think about that a lot. This idea of sin and being a bad person or being a good person—I um, think about that a lot. It's it's rough. Abby, I'm. I feel like I'm more of a stressor than the, like I. I think I have more stress than anxiety, but it's because I'm overthinking that scenario of the judgments or like the way that things are perceived. That also comes from like trauma from my mom. Like, my mom cares a lot about what people think in relation uh, to anything and everything that we do. And I don't know why that is. Like, I why do you care so that much? Is an
0: immigrant mom thing, mm. um, because my ex-boyfriend also has an immigrant mom, and she, too, always fucking cared what everybody yeah. else thought. And it gave him a lot of anxiety. He was so embarrassed to do anything um, because he was always worried that people were going to be making fun of him, teasing him, judging him, whatever. And I was just like, like, I don't even know if I could explain to her how much it hindered like him.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that parents understand the the amount of hindrance that happens. Because I feel that, like, my mom doesn't understand that. Like, I'm just like, you have caused some trauma in my life that, like, it took me a long time to unlearn that, right? That, like, you have to care so much about what people think. Obviously, like, I had to start unlearning that very young because, like... I was fat and I was queer, right? So I had to unlearn a lot of that very quickly. But even now, like, my grandparents start, like, came, they've been here for maybe, like, over a week now, and my mom has started to trigger me again with perceptions, like, My family, obviously, like, I've been with Malika for a while. Malika, people know that, like, Malika's my partner. And now that my grandparents are here, my mom won't even bring Malika up. Mm. And I'm just, like, it made me worried because I'm just, like, well, Malika's going to be coming down for my graduation. Like, I don't want this to be awkward. Like, what does this mean? Like, what what are they going to say? But then at the end of the day, I'm, like, I don't give a fuck. Like... You're making it like an awkward situation because you care about perceptions. Like, I don't give a fuck. But I was getting like secondhand perception, yeah. whatever the fuck. And I, that made me really uncomfortable. I was like, ma'am, like, you need to keep your uncomfort over there. Because it's not, it's not my uncomfortability to have to be navigating through. And maybe she doesn't even realize that she's doing it. I also have been very hyper aware of my mother lately because my relationship with my mom is something that I've been talking a lot about in therapy, and I feel that I am a mommy issues type of person. I Um, do am a mommy (laughs) issues type of person, and we're both the oldest. Yeah, Mm, that's wild. Yeah, It's is wild to me because I feel that like. I don't know like my relationship with my mom is something that has always been uh like a not a maybe it is sad maybe maybe it is sad but like it's something that I avoided in therapy for a long time because it's something that caused me so much pain like me and my mom of course like we're homies now but still like she triggers me a lot Like I've said before on the podcast, like, she taught me a lot of the fat phobia that I've internalized. Like, she was that person. But also, I feel that, like, my mom also taught me, like that i always have to work for people to like me because i never really felt that my mom really liked me and that might be that might be opening another kind of worms but i always feel that i have to work so much harder than like my sister to receive validation from my mom or to feel seen cuz let me paint you a picture this is me and my mom's relationship if i have to illustrate it call my mom. My mom doesn't answer, right? Call her again. She doesn't answer. And then she calls me back three hours later to ask me about my sister, my sister's home. But then my mom and my sister's relationship, I will call my mom. Doesn't pick up. But then my mom, my sister will call my mom and my mom will pick up first ring. Mind you, one phone call after another phone call. And like... Mm -hmm. That has been really hurtful because the only difference between me and my sister is that my sister's a straight and I'm a queer, right? And so, even that has been a lot to impact because I'm just like, is that really the only difference? But then, a lot of trauma comes up with that difference in me and my sister's relationship because I feel like it's always been contention. Like, and I don't think that my mom realizes, like, the fact that, like, this difference in relationship has drastically, like, impacts my life so much. And not even my life, but my relationship with her and, like, with family. You have to take your birth control. No, no. That's oh. at nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> nine like nine. And, like, fair. I don't know. That's something that lately has been part of, like, my therapy discussion a lot is my mom. And that difference and that relationship with her. And it's the source of a lot of my tears lately. I'm surprised I'm not crying about that now. <laughs> yes, I, I too talk about my mom a lot
0: in therapy. Um, my mom has like completely changed. She used to be a very like um, she was like the literally in the simplest way it just explains it so much she was just really mean she was just Mm. mean i think a lot of it stemmed from she didn't know how to like process her feelings and like cope Mm. with her feelings my mom is also firstborn daughter to immigrants Mm. so like um she was very much the second sometimes the first mom in her household, and I feel like she just held a lot of like disdain, I think, from not having a childhood. And then mm. she had me very, very young. She was uh, freshly out of high school when she had me. Actually, she finished high school early to have me. Oh, wow. Um, she was freshly 18. I'm talking she was 18 for one month when she had me. And so I feel like I again took away her like youthfulness Mm. and not that she like holds that against me or like blames me for that. But I think it just made her have to grow up very fast. And because of that, she didn't learn a lot of like, she didn't get a lot of the healing part of Mm. growing up. Right. She lost a lot of her childhood. She didn't get to heal that inner childhood yeah um and so in turn i didn't know how to cope right i didn't know why i was so angry all the time or why i couldn't like get a hold of my like feelings and um i she recently started going to like therapy And I guess her therapist, like, um, not to put my mom's shit out there, but I'm gonna, um, her, her therapist suggested that she like go to the people in her life and explain to them why she's going to therapy and what things like she wants to achieve in therapy if it had to pertain to them. And, um, now I'm going to get emotional.
1: Mm
0: -mm. When she was, you know, telling me why she was going to therapy, what she wanted to accomplish. She kind of apologized to me for how she treated my sister and I and the roughness. And she admitted that she like was a lot harder on me than she was on my sister. And I mean, looking back on it now, like thankfully, I don't think if she, if she wasn't as hard as me, I don't think my sister would have, this sounds so, um, narcissistic. I don't think my sister would have turned out as amazing as she is if my mom wasn't as hard as like, as she was on me. So I feel like I'm in a lot of ways, like my sister's second mom, right? Like I taught my sister how to do everything. She went to college with me. She's lived with me since she's been out of college. Well, we live together. I'm say with me. Everything's 50-50. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. My sister is such a good person. My sister is like, fuck. The most empathetic, unselfish person you will, like, ever meet. She's so sweet. Anyways, all that to say, um, I, too, have mommy
1: issues. (laughs) But it's hard. I feel that, like, I'm thankful that you, even though it's, like, a a moment that makes you, like, really emotional and maybe hurts a lot. But there's, like, power in the fact that, like, your mom even took that first step. Because I feel that, like, with my mom, like... When I told them that I was going to therapy, it was, like, kind of the joke of the family. Like, oh, like, Maria goes to therapy because, like, she's so traumatized. And I'm just like, no, but, like, y'all are part of my trauma. And, like, even, like, like, me and my sister have a bigger age gap than you and your sister. Like, me and my sister are six years apart. And similar to you, like, I feel that, like, I'm my sister's, like, second- parent right um my parents would work all the time so like I would be the one that was feeding my sister making sure that my sister was ready for school or all these other things right but like even my sister was just like oh you like to act like you had such a rough childhood and I'm just like and I mean you did not have the same parents that made me
0: so sad
1: I'm sorry no it's okay (laughs) But, like, that's part of the hurt that I talk about in therapy. Because, like, like, my parents, and, like, specifically, like, my mom, like, was only hard and mean to me. And so, like, my sister didn't get that. Like, like... I have memories of, like, having to get myself ready for school since I was in, like, pre-K. Like, I would do my hair. Like, I would get dressed. Like, I would make my cereal. And my mom turned on my sister. Like, my mom would turn on the faucet for my sister to shower. And my sister was, like, 13. And it's just, like, my my sister always got the soft, tender version of my mom. And... I never got that and like I tell my mom and and this happens often right it it doesn't it wasn't just like a childhood thing like I feel that like as the oldest like I've always had to figure things out on my own and like I'm used to it but it still comes up like like my mom had like an intervention with me because I smoke weed and she's like you're gonna be a pothead that ends up on the streets and I'm like man I'm about to get a master's degree And my sister is 19 and drinks and it's like, it's like accepted. Like all these random stuff. Right. But like, I tell my mom, I'm just like, why can't you just acknowledge that? Like you treat me and my sister differently. Like, why isn't that something that you can like accept? And she's just like, I love y'all equally. And I feel like that just even feels more shitty because I'm just like, you really think that like, that's equal And, like, I wish that, like, your mom and my mom can sit together and my mom can start going to therapy. Because I feel that that's, like, something that I'll never get. And, like, it's really sad because, like, when I think about, like, getting older, like, I don't want to be resentful towards my parents, right? Like, I don't want to hold, like, negative feelings towards them, especially not because, like... I know my parents sacrificed, like, so much to, like, come to this country and live behind, like, all of their family, right? There's a lot of trauma associated with that, right? Right. But that also doesn't mean that, like, it wasn't hard for me. And, like, that's one of, like, the hard things that I feel, like, were really rough last week. Where, like... For like my college graduation, like my parents didn't celebrate, like we didn't have a celebration, and like of course, like my parents had to go all the way to Los Angeles, but we didn't have a party, like there wasn't a celebration, like, and so like, I told my mom, I'm just like, hey, like I want to have like a life band, like I want us to celebrate, like this is a big deal, like. And my mom, like, we were literally having breakfast, like, her, me, and my dad. And my mom started laughing, and she's just, like, she was telling my dad, she's, like, listen to her, like, she thinks that she's deserving of this. And, like, I had ignored it for, like, a minute, and then, because I've been talking about my mom a lot in therapy, like, it came back up, and I was just, like i'm like dang like this is how she feels about it and like my mom like also didn't react well to like me getting into graduate school like to a phd program and like it just kept surfacing where i'm just like dang my relationship with you has such an impact on like my everyday life like i don't feel like i should be celebrating such a big accomplishment Because you think that it's not worthy of celebration. And, like, I feel that, like, my mom's, like, sentiments towards me and my sister at times creates, like, tension between me and my sister. And, like, that's really sad. Because it's just, like, she's getting in the way of me and my sister having a better relationship. And it's just, like, for what? Like, I don't know. It's been, like, really hard to navigate that and, like, to, like, I don't know, just, like, be able to, to, I don't know, to have a relationship with her. Like, I see other people, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm having a rough day, I'm having a good day, but I always call my mom, and I'm just like, I can't imagine having a relationship in that way where it's just like anything that happens I'm like oh mom let me give you a call or like let me feel your support because that's not something that I've really felt and it's just like I think about how different my life would have been if my parents would have been healed from their own traumas and like that makes me really sad um yeah like even just like how different my life would have been or how different my relationship with myself would have been like my relationship to others like and it's just like I don't feel that parents realize the impact that they have on our lives um yeah and Latina parents in particular like therapy like what? Who she be? And it's like most of y'all need a a free subscription (laughs) for forever to fucking therapy.
0: Y'all need that that free consultation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like the impact that my parents and my upbringing has had on me has made me like so... Not that I'm ready to have a kid right now, but like reluctant. Yeah. To have children. Because I don't want to fuck them up. Like, I don't want to, I don't want them to feel what I'm feeling right now. I don't want them to feel what you're feeling right now, Maria. Like, I just.
1: Yeah, I think about that a lot. Luckily, and this is a, this is also something that has recently been in my brain because my best friend's like, if I were to get a a UT, what is the UT some the implant, the protection thing, the, the little thing, the what's what it one called? One? Oh, yeah, the that one little that goes the,
0: in your uterus.
1: Yeah, what's that one? I don't, know. I don't know. She asked me. She's like, if I were to get have IUD. like. An IUD. IUD. She's like, if I were to have that, would you come to my appointment with me? And I'm like, yeah. And I was just like, honestly, like, I'm glad I don't have to think about that because I'm gay. Like, I'm not going to randomly be like, i pregnant, you know? Yeah. But, like, me and Malika talked about that. And I was just like, no. Like, I could not fathom having a child being this state that I am because I'm not trying to right. pass on my trauma to the child like mm. i've seen it happen with my parents and i have a lot of generational traumas that i have to break and it sucks being the one that's doing that fucking work because it's not easy i cry a lot i have tissues in my it like accessible to me at all times i cry um, all the time too yes and it's not fun, but it's, like, somebody has to do it. And I know that, like, <laughs> my kids, if I decide to, like, I don't want them to ever have to navigate that. But also, like, I don't know if you've seen those TikToks of, like, the aunt. um, Like, he, it's this dude, he's playing, like, the aunt, and he calls out the mom for being shitty. Like, if my sister decides to have kids and this bitch is traumatizing them, I'm really, like, hey, girl, that's not cool. You know, but, like, someone in the family had to start the work. And, unfortunately, it had to be my ass. Not only my ass, but the gay one, the fat one, the one that is into, acad- like, all these other things. And I, I tell my therapist, and I told her this last, last, I have therapy on Wednesdays. So, very interesting time. But I told her, I was just like, Michaela, when does the work stop? in my therapy appointment, Silent silent and I was like I'm waiting for an answer miss girl like when when does the work stop and she's just like I wish I had an answer for you and then I was like well fuck like it just continues and I was like that was didn't make me feel good but I was like I was like Michaela like what do you mean it doesn't stop she's like it doesn't like we have to continue to work on who we are who we're becoming Always and forever. And I was like, well, that's fucking exhausting. And she's just like, yeah, it fucking is. And I was like, yeah. you know, not that that makes me feel better. No. But I was just like, fuck. Fuck. And the, the generational trauma piece is also something that I'm just like, fuck. Like, dang. Like, my my grandma's mother got married at 14. And I say married loosely, very loosely, because she was an orphan. And so my mom, my grandma's dad basically just took her. Oh god. And so then you start asking these questions and you start to uncover, like, what do you mean? You just took her. And he was like 20. And so I'm just like, what the fuck? You know? And so it's like, the more you ask, the more you uncover, and the more you're like, this hole is deep as hell. Like, and digging yourself out of all that shit is just like, fuck. That didn't make the situation better. I don't know where I was going with this. (laughs) Yeah. It be, it be rough. I'm glad that we go to therapy. Me too. I would be more a mess if I didn't go to therapy. Me and Michaela, we locked in. We homies. Um, I don't know what I would be doing without this girl.
0: I completely agree. The other day, um, me and my therapist went three weeks without talking. Because it's just how the schedule worked. Because I I was out of town and shit. That happens sometimes. (sighs) Never again. Oh my god, that was way too long. (sighs)
1: Do you have therapy weekly or bi-weekly? Bi-weekly. I was weekly Same. for like
0: most of the time. Mm. I, for um, a long time I was weekly. And then I started bi-weekly like this year. Mm. The beginning of this year. And um, bi-weekly feels like a lot of time. Yeah. I, I, how we feel the hour is beyond me. I'm like, how did that much happen in the last two weeks?
1: Facts, and sometimes I'll show up and I'm just like I don't have enough shit to talk about with you. Like this is gonna be a quick one, and we always make it right. We make it right on time. I'm like, yo, oh, dang! I Same. thought I didn't. Ha- I thought I was good. Like literally this last time, I was like, I, Michaela, I'm doing good, and she's just like, Are you doing good? Or are you, are you just suppressing what you're actually feeling? And I was like, <laughs> She's like, Are you actually good? Or you have you just been avoiding your feelings? And I'm just like yes yes <laughs> and then the
0: water works began and i was like oh, oh yeah I, I cry i cry so much in yeah. there she's like we just cried right now that's like pretty much So she goes, "Fuck."
1: <laughs> crying is a good thing it makes me feel energized now it's like, right. like invigorating maybe i don't know okay. these are right. the lessons of water that you know my cards right? told me to embrace <laughs> i
0: haven't i just have not found like um I've told this to you before. When I read, like it's just like a like a feeling, like a calling. Like I need to read right now. And it's probably been it's been a minute since I've last read. But I was thinking about it today and I was like, I kinda wanna read. I think I need to read. And now that we talked about it today, I think I am mean, gonna do one. I got That'd a be new good. I got a new deck. Ooh. It's kind of like a fun deck. Somebody gifted it to me for my birthday, but I haven't used it yet. And it's called A Chaos Deck. So Ooh. all the meanings are bad.
1: <laughs> um, let's not do that one today, though.
0: <laughs> we already feel it some of away today. Yeah, I won't break that out today, but it's just funny because <laughs> it's a funny deck. Um, how about let's end with, I don't know. Let's do tips on therapies. I feel like some people don't okay. like. My tip You should see therapists. I feel like everybody would benefit somewhat to therapy. And maybe not necessarily, like, sit down, talk therapy or behavioral cognitive therapy or whatever. But, like, Mm -hmm. do something. You know, there's, like, Mm -hmm. water therapy, music therapy, art therapy. You can literally go ride horses for therapy, like, animal therapy. Like, there's all types of shit that you could be doing. Journaling. Like, just... But if you want to go to, like, you know, traditional, like, therapy, mm-hmm. it made all the difference when I found someone who had the same cultural background as me. Same. I feel like she understands me way more than a white woman or a Latino man would. Fact. Like, she, just, she just gets me. She understands, like... My family, my history, my culture like she, she just gets it and it's also mm. fun when you don't have to explain it, or I find Facts. it like so much easier when you don't have to explain like this is what happens in you know Mexican families like this it's just kind of normal mm-hmm. um, and so it's I, I, I just I think it, it helps a lot um, and like the hardest part is like looking so just do that part just do mm-hmm. that part. Just find them. And it's hard. It is a bitch to find them.
1: But once um, you find them, it makes the world of a difference. I feel like it helped so much. Yeah. My therapist said, like, when the first time that we met, she's just like, you have to think about therapy like dating you're not just gonna go with the first person that you find and if that does happen like that's great love at first time love at first sight happens right and if you end up driving with each other y'all work out whatever that's great but like she was just like if I don't work for you I'm gonna put you in contact with somebody that I know that maybe fits with you and then you can go see and try and see if that person like it works out right and but like I say that to say that sometimes like it does take some looking. It does also just take making sure that like you fit well with this person. Similar to Brie, like I feel that it made a world of a difference. Like my therapist is a woman, she's Latin, she's queer. So it made a world of a difference to not have to spend part of my therapy explaining like this is how my culture works. This is how I'm processing through things like that made a big difference and then also like you in therapy you could ask for what you want to get out of it like it's not just a matter of like let me just tell you let me just spill everything to you like if you have goals that you want to meet tell your therapist so that your therapist can work with you to doing the work that you want to do and that you seem relevant I also think that like a lot of the times the notion that we have on therapy is that your therapist is going to be like, well, tell me about your childhood. Like, yes, that's going to happen, but I feel like it also happens when you want it and when you need it to happen. Like your therapy is not just going to go and be like, let me pick your brain for all your trauma. Right. right? Um, And I say that because like, I've been going to therapy since like 2020, about to be in therapy for three years straight. And, I've been, and I say that because I just now started like this year talking about a relationship with my mom and about my childhood and how to ch- like heal my inner child. But that took me two years, two years and a half to be ready to have those types of conversations, right? So it's like, also I feel that sometimes we get turned off by therapy because we think that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to unpack drama trauma day one and that's not necessarily the case and it wasn't for me I had a lot of things that I had to deal with on my every day thinking about like things that I was struggling my depression my anxiety my stress those were things like that were my priority and it's taken me this long to work through them um but it's been such a such a nice moment when like last week I went to therapy and I was like, Michaela, these are some of the things that I'm noticing. And she's just like, so what comes up for you? And I was like, these are the things that I do when my depression is creeping up. And she's like, that's a big step that you have that amount of self-awareness where you know that your depression is coming. So you have to Resort to your coping skills so that you don't fall into a crippling depression, right? So that was such a beautiful moment. And also recognizing that it's just like therapy means change. And with change, right? It is rough, but it also means that your relationship with the people in your life is going to change, and that's okay. Um, And the relationship you have with yourself is also going to change. And that's okay. Um, yeah, I feel that like if you feel like you're ready, go for it. Um, but therapy shouldn't be something that we're scared to do because of stigma or because of like, what will people think? I'm not crazy, da da, da da da. We need to leave that that stigma and what will people say behind because at the end of the day it's getting in the way of us being able to heal from things. Right that are keeping us back from our larger purpose and our larger like just life contentment so we gotta take that step okay friends (laughs) this has been a heavy one
0: this was heavy uh i like how we were like yeah i don't know what we're gonna talk about and then
1: we cried Mm -hmm. Yes. Literally, before we press record, we were like, yeah, bye. comes up? (laughs) We had shit to talk about today. Also, just as a tip, I can never commit to traditional journaling. Like, I have like 700 journals, but (laughs) I have one tape recorder. So, anytime that I want to journal or I have the desire to journal. I turn on my tape recorder and I just record myself with what I would have written. I just record it and it's been doing wonders. I don't journal every day, but whenever I need to, I just grab my recorder and record myself. Um, And it's been working for me. Um, It's one of my coping strategies.
0: I too struggle with like getting a, a pen to paper um, so I made a Finsta, and oh. the only person that follows my Finsta is me, and um, I follow no one. It's on private, and I just post pictures and talk about my day, talk about whatever I want to in that moment, mm-hmm. I pop- and uh, it makes me really happy. It's exciting. I like Instagram, and I like photos, so I like to, I like it.
1: i'm love. i gonna try that because i've tried to do that with my be real um people follow me on there so sometimes i'm just like i have to make sure that like i'm doing something but it's a whole lot of me in front of my computer so i like the idea of like a private insta just don't have one of those like awkward moments where it's like public and you thought that it was private you know the show awkward
0: Everyone says I make um, faces like one of those, one of the girls from that show.
1: Fair. I can't remember. I feel those. like I, I'm very um, expressive in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: Okay, guys. It's been an hour and 15 minutes of us crying. Um, so we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, for getting through that with us. Um, letting us know what your relationship with your parents are like
1: yeah Um, hopefully
0: not as sad as ours
1: but facts
0: we know we're not alone in this and so (laughs) we want to we want to hear it feels nice to not be alone maria i don't think we've ever i know we've cried on the podcast before
1: but i don't know if we've ever cried like that Um, yeah i don't think so either and it's nice not it's like a bittersweet thing but i'm glad that like we understand each other in like a different capacity yeah. so appreciate i appreciate you. it today i appreciate you i appreciate you too i'm like okay. Okay. all
0: right guys catch us on all of our socials at the podcast we're on everything so follow us there um rate us five stars and we'll see you in the next episode bye Bye.